Hey, Saints and Aids. What up with y'all? How are you? If you listen closely, you might hear some new, new music. Ooh. Come on here. Come on. Come on here with the new intro music. Shout out to Mommy Swoop. He um, created this music for Shout well, out to Won't God do it? We should do the cha-cha slide right now. Yeah, man. We coming up. Or what's the other one people used to do at weddings? Electric slide. No, the, like the other the little... R. Kelly one? The boogie. Stephen it's like a boogie thing. We probably... I don't, you don't know. know what I'm saying. Past my time. It's not past your time. It's like four years ago. This is gonna make me mad because people are like, I'm gonna Google it. Hold on, we're gonna edit this part out and then we're gonna come back. <laughs> Do the boogie, yes, boogie, boogie, boogie. It's the wobble. Oh, the wobble, boogie, wobble, would you? I'm sorry, babe. I couldn't. I wouldn't blink. I'm like, I, I don't. You know ever... why? You know why I didn't think of that song? Why? Because I always hated it. I like watching people do it, but I, I, you will never see me participate. I, I don't. I always thought it was just very stupid. It's fun to see. People look like they're having fun. You don't like watching people have no, fun? No, people look dumb when they, they do don't, it. Now, no. <laughs> what are you doing? They don't look dumb. The only time it looked dumb is one time for my birthday cruise, like, what was this, two years ago, they had a silent party which means that the people in the party have on headphones where they're listening to music, and so you don't know what they're listening to. <laughs> I and remember so, that. But we had a set of headphones where we could kind of take them on, take them off or whatever. And I was looking, and like one set, of, one group had on the wobble in their headphones. Another group had like Taylor Swift. So you literally got a group on the dance floor wobbling to the left, and you got another group in the dance floor looking like SpongeBob. It just, it just was an interesting little situation. But have you ever seen people face when they do the wobble? They look happy. They look. You look crazy. <laughs> I don't know why they always got to buck their eyes. Anyway, anyway, what are we talking I, about? I'm gonna cancel you for that because <laughs> I, I don't, I don't appreciate uh, you uh, judging people. Speaking for, of cancel, for we should joy. cancel the wobble. No, we should not. Yeah, we you should, should cancel. not cancel means of joy for people at weddings. It doesn't bring joy to me. It canceled. Okay. Anyway, so obviously we're talking about cancel culture because person wants to talk about it. I am very unenthused by this conversation, to be frank. But I feel like it's going to be a very enlightening conversation. I know you're going to have a lot of good nuggets. <sighs> sure. I, I, I think it's a, I think it's an important conversation. We sometimes talk about things that uh, one of us don't want to talk about. And I think this is a very important conversation because I think the way the world is turning out, we just, everybody's going to be canceled. Like okay. the whole world. So first of all, let's define <laughs> cancel culture. I, I Googled it so that I can properly engage with this silly conversation. Uh, <laughs> the definition is cancel culture refers to the popular practice of withdrawing support, a.k.a. canceling, public figures and companies after they have done or said something considered objection objectionable, that's a hard word, or offensive. Uh, cancel culture is generally discussed as being performed on social media in the form of group shaming. That's dictionary.com. So what's your what's your beef? Why, why don't you like it? Well, I think, one, it's a very insincere thing. Okay. And, you know, I, and, it, it, and it isn't because, like, I'm afraid of being canceled one day. I really don't care. You know, I don't really care about stuff like that. But I do think one of the things that you just read in that description, it said uh, a way that you can cancel people with platforms. And I do think that um, it's a whole bunch of people who or who I don't know I don't want to say they are part of cancel culture, but who love to just cancel people who are in the forefront 
And while a whole time they have their whole lives to just grow and evolve as people. And I just kind of feel like it's it's a very um it's a, it's just an unloving thing to me. You know what so I'm saying? You, so like, you think cancel culture is unloving because it does not allow people the room to to make mistakes and grow from them. That's yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, it's a whole bunch of people who are just sitting back waiting for somebody to mess up, I feel like, and ready to just cancel the first person who makes a mistake because I think that online bullying is a real thing. Mm-hmm. I think that when you are not in a person's life, when you when you don't have to involve yourself with a person when you are disassociated with with a person and all you have is social media to judge them i think it's very easy for a group of people to come and say let's cancel this 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 particular person now some things i feel like is okay right because I, I, I feel like sometimes sometimes people say some things and do some things that have really hurt a particular people group so how, how does one decide then what is cancelable and what isn't there are individuals like Bill Cosby who was drugging and raping women. There are those like uh, Jeffrey Epstein who had a tra- sex trafficking ring. Um, there are people like Harvey Weinstein who was basically manipulating, molesting, and raping uh, women and using his his position of power in Hollywood to basically, I guess, as leverage to manipulate these women to do what he wanted, right? Mm-hmm. Those kinds of people should be canceled. Yeah. But then you have... Folks like uh, recently who, uh, what's the girl who married the John Legend? What's her oh, name? Oh, I Chrissy something. Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. She's being canceled on a major level, not just on social media, but like cats are like choosing not to like uh, carry her like dishes and in, in, in pots and pans. Because of what? In the store. So I guess, long story short, <laughs> she uh, was tweeting and DMing some teenage girl telling her to kill herself like 10 years ago. My question with that is, should she be canceled for doing something that happened a decade ago where she most likely is not the same individual anymore? Or is it so problematic that she was literally encouraging a young child that she should off herself that she should just be excluded from all things? I think it it gets sticky. And so this is what I think. I think... One, when we talk about the world, I think, you know, we have to understand that the world doesn't have the same or shouldn't have the same framework that the body of Christ has. Right. I think the motivating thing should always be love. And so um, I'm, I'm going to just bring his name up. Robbie Zacharias, for example. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people in the Christian community was like, you know, I'm not going to support Robbie Zacharias. I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm he's canceled. I've, I've heard all the all the people on social media. And when I did uh, IG posts on social media, one of the things that I said was I don't feel like I should support or advertise his work or um, support him publicly anymore, uh, not out of spite, but out of love for his victims, right? And so is that a form of canceling? Yes. I think that, yeah, I, I, I am canceling. I'm not promoting him publicly because the motivating factor is still love. Right. Right. Okay. And That's I, fair. And I think, I, think, I think the Christian community, when we start canceling people like the world does, just out of spite, like I just I, I feel like I feel like God has a problem with that. Well, I think and so. I think when we think about Christians canceling other individuals has a different weight because usually people uh, root their canceling of an individual uh, based on a biblical moral ethic. Yes. Right. Uh-huh. And so they won't say, "Oh, I'm canceling you because I dislike you." 
they'll say, I'm canceling you because what you're doing is wrong because mm-hmm. the Bible said it. So, for example, when people felt a way about me because of my participation with certain uh, ministry leaders, they wanted to cancel me because they presumed that my ministry or my, cor- my collaboration with certain individuals was problematic and going against scripture. And- when at the when at the same time, at the end of the, in, at the end of the day, this is going against your convictions and how you interpret scripture, not necessarily mine. And that's another problem, which is unfair. Yeah, that's another problem that I have with cancel culture. It's because even what you just brought up with the Chrissy thing, people canceling because what she did with the girl, Chrissy Teigen. Chrissy Teigen, right? I don't know the story. I, this is my first time hearing about her. I don't follow her that tight. But <laughs> what I am, what I, what I am saying is that I think it's problematic that when we cancel people. Not only do we have the full context, we don't even seek to get the full context before we cancel. And so, for example, when you met with some people, some ministry leaders who people quote like deemed quote unquote as you know um, charismatic and um, false teachers, and you were at a particular conference or whatever, people hated when you posted a picture with them, Mm -hmm. but they didn't even seek to understand or seek to find out what the message was you preached when you were there. Right. So if the if the main thing is us preaching the gospel and they follow you for years and you have been a representation of biblical teaching. Right. Why are you not concerned about the message that she preached when she was there? Mm-hmm. But the people who she posted a picture with. Because it's optics. Right. You, you, it is. you assume standing next to someone is the same as being theologically aligned in the same way. And I think that there is a ignorance of what true heresy and false teaching and all of this stuff is. Yeah. Where you got saints canceling people because they're friends with egalitarians as if people are going to he- going to hell for having an egalitarian worldview. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Where it's yeah. like we're making secondary, even uh tertiary like third level uh understandings of scripture first level understandings of scripture yeah. which is a problem to me yeah. you calling people false teachers they aren't false teachers they simply have a different imp- interpretation of a passage on tongues yeah I, 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 <laughs> like, that's the craziest absolutely thing. but but he, but to add on to that i think with this whole cancel culture thing it's not just about um it's it's not just about people being mad at what you did it's about tribalism it's well yeah it's well that that is a part of the definition is that cancel culture is a form of group shaming yeah it is so you're never you're never in charge of canceling somebody as an individual it's always people that share your sentiments because 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 to bring up you know again uh, when you went to preach at this conference or whatever and i saw christians low-key canceling you or mad at you because you posted a picture with such and such it was deep to me because the first thing that i thought about was it's really not about the gospel explain this it's not about the gospel because if say for instance this this this, i can't i can't expect everybody to be me but if i followed a teacher right and this teacher was biblically sound. This teacher was uh, always on point with scripture. He he or she was had integrity with like you know keeping you know context to everything she he preaches or whatever. And I saw him in a space or her in a space that you know the theology is kind of loosey goosey, right? 
the first thing I'm going to think about is, man, I want to get a hold of the message this person preached when he was there. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be in uproar because that po- that picture that that person posted a picture right. with the people. Right, and, and that just shows you the main thing isn't really about the gospel. It's about what tribe you associate yourself with. And Jackie, you belong to us. Wow. For for, for so many years, you belong I, to us. I belong to the Lord. And and now you're posting a picture with somebody oh. who who does not belong to my camp. My God. And that is so anti-gospel to me. So then, so then, what you're saying or what you're speaking to is that a part of the problem when it comes to Christians canceling other Christians is that it works against unity. Yes. Which is obviously the entire point, not the entire point, but God... You know, he restored us to himself through Christ Jesus, but mm-hmm. he also restored fellowship with each other. Give us the right? full gospel. And that was the beef that Paul had with Peter, which is like, bro, you, you might have right theology, but you over here acting like a Jew when it, two days ago you was acting like a Gentile. Right. You're acting contrary to the gospel because you're dividing brothers and sisters, right? right. Yeah. And so in essence, what what you're saying is like, like man, how can we be unified even in our disagreements yeah in essence absolutely because because i think i like how i explained that yeah it was really it might not have been that clear no it was really good i I thought it was i thought it was good i'm not going to cancel you for it though that's good um but (laughs) i i I think that that should be the main goal i think it sadly in the body of christ i I think we don't want to be unified I think we in our mind we have a particular people group in our mind that we should be unified with and that's the people who have checked all of our theological boxes who have ascribed to all our quote-unquote biblical teachers and if they don't if they don't ascribe to what we deem as biblically accurate we don't want to learn from these people we don't we we feel like these people can do no good and the moment somebody from our camp somebody that we owned and claim for ourselves associates uh, themselves with a p- particular people group we want to cancel them and it's so worldly it's it's i, I don't even see how the christians can do that with a, a, a clear conviction i think though i can hear somebody saying well the bible does offer up uh, commands to not associate with certain brothers you know who are in certain sins or not associate with uh, false teachers, right? Um, then you also have uh, the the principle or the practice of church discipline, which is somebody somebody came to somebody, said, hey, bro, repent. They repent. We brought two or three witnesses. They still ain't repent. We brought them before the church. They, they still out here like, ooh, I want to be like the devil. And so you got to put them out in the street. You know, you can't come to this church no more. Um, <laughs> would you say that that's a form of righteous cancellation? A couple of things to that. One, we see, for, for example, when uh, Timothy in Ephesus was basically warned about the false teachers in the church. Right. It was in the context of a local community, mm-hmm. not through social media. Okay. So that's one thing. And so I think a lot of times we be trying to... We be trying. Come on here, Ebonics. Yes. I we, love it. We be trying to... Mm-hmm. Uh, put labels and, and create frameworks for people who we have no context for Okay, a, a, a lot of the times. And then sometimes we can see publicly some people are just off. Right. But 
I think to go back, I think you said this a couple of minutes ago. It's a difference between being an error and being a false teacher. Right. And I think that what social media doesn't do, social media doesn't uh, leave the room for grace to try to separate the two or to try to distinguish the two. Mm-hmm. It's anytime somebody says something off, they're a false teacher. Right. You know, as so, if so as if some of the teachers that you follow, I, I want I want to challenge people. Some of the most biblical, bibi- most biblically sound teachers that you follow, go back in history and just type in. Um, whatever whoever that teacher is, some things that they, some mistakes that they cleared up on, over the pulpit, right? Like it, it happens, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so like sometimes people are in error, sometimes people are, are, are you know, um, are talking out of ignorance, and I think that sometimes we have wolves in sheep clothing, people who are intentionally trying to lead God's flock astray, right? Or you know, gain money through you know social. Uh, selfish motive and i think that's that's a difference and so i think that it's good for a teacher like you or me to go in spaces where people theology might be a loosey-goosey but they still respect us and for us to come and have honest dialogue and maybe next year they can correct some of those things i I just don't think social media gives room for that so i think going back to my original question though uh when it comes to righteous cancellation i i guess ultimately they're the the way I engage with people should be tempered by the context, right? So if it's social media, social media is not a church. Social media is not a local uh, or national demino- uh, denomination. Yeah, I don't I don't know these people. I follow them and I have some sense of who they are, but I really don't know who they are. And so, in essence. I need to be gracious and patient and aware of my ignorance versus canceling, for lack of better words, people that I literally do life with. I can see how they love. I can see how they live. And it's not just me by myself in my observations. It's also pastors and deacons and elders and other saints within the congregation who could then now make an informed decision about this person's behavior. Exactly. And so what we're making a distinction between is how I engage with somebody on social media has to be different than yes. how I will engage with somebody in my local context. Absolutely. You said it perfectly. I think that was what I was trying to say, but you just said it more clearly. <laughs> um, because it is so hard to get the full picture of of someone, what they meant, their heart behind it, uh, if they feel the same way now that they felt two weeks before they said it. Like It's so hard. Also... Right. We have to do the hard work of saying, man, if this person is a Christian or this person claims to be a Christian, we have to trust that they are a part of a local community that will that will do the work that you are attempting to try to do through Twitter or Instagram. You should it, Becky. You are not in their local community. My And so, therefore, you shouldn't weird. be trying to act like their brother. You're, you're, uh, uh, of course, we're a global church. Right. But God was very wise in creating local communities right right particular church but that also doesn't mean that anybody is beyond correction no that's not what i'm saying right there's just a way to it because i, yes. I think there's a way to correct people socially that is loving and kind and also inquisitive where yes. you're, you're actually asking a question rather than having an accusation absolutely versus correcting somebody with a level of entitlement where you must do what i said you should do 
because I'm a Christian and all that. Because stuff. prime example, like when we, and I hate to keep making it about us, but doing the whole election thing, you know, anytime we came out and said anything about Trump's, um, you know, character, people automatically made well, us. That was mainly you, Democrats. That was that was always you, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even when we, even even when we did the whole talk on our on our page about race. People automatically made us leftists and Democrats. It's right. like you automatically want to put me in a in a category mm-hmm. because I ag- disagree with one aspect that you don't agree with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, like, I just think the way we we function is I, I think Ooh, the church. It's so much. It's so much like the world. I'm sorry. Something just came to my spirit. When what you came said to that? your soul to make you interrupt me? <sighs> I wonder if one element of people's zeal to cancel is that sometimes you want to cancel people who are exposing your idols. Oof. So it isn't that this person has sinned Come on now. You or that. that this person has done something wrong or that this person has harmed anybody. It's simply that they offended you. Yeah. And you didn't like it. Yes. And so because you didn't like it, my my the way I'm going to suppress the truth is to cancel you, right? And to quiet you, and to and to to mum your voice, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah, when you think about because, it, because because a lot of the things that we hold true to is such an idol that anytime somebody comes and try to make us think deeply about something that mm-hmm. we've been very surface level with, mm-hmm. it offends us. For I example, right? I said something along the lines on Twitter one time. I said, if you care more about abortions in america than the conditions that certain people live in mm. that lead them to get abortions mm-hmm. you are also a part of the problem wow right and so what people automatically came at me for was preston are you saying abortions are mm-hmm. uh they was in my dms like are, what, what is your husband saying yeah are wrong or whatever <laughs> and so and, and 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 i get the questions and so a lot of people came to me with very Sincere questions. And mm-hmm. I I made sure I answered all those sincere questions. But a lot of people were just so mad because for so long, they've been used to being a, a part of a, a, a particular people group in the body of Christ mm-hmm. who for so long you've made so much noise about abortion. Mm-hmm. And I came and just challenged you to think deeper about it. Yeah, that it's it's, it's much more complex than than it's been presented as. Yeah. yeah. And, and so and so this thing that, that you've been so passionate about, it's it's. It's it's kind of a part of your identity, mm, yeah. As a as a as, as an a, evangelical for as, sure. As an evangelical conservative Christian, right? And it's like, who is this black person who's telling me to think about the mothers? <laughs> How, what? Who are you to tell me to think about the black community and their environment? I want to just continue to talk about the people who are getting abortions in the black community, but you're telling me to think about the whole black community as yeah. a whole. Like I had people who 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 just canceled me because of it, you know, and I and I just think that we just have to do a better job of yeah, just just seeking to understand more and doing a better job of stepping outside of our social bubble uh to really seek to understand people on social media instead of just canceling the first person who says something that we don't like. Because um, we don't learn that way. You know, it's just I don't know, it's sad. I I think to leave on hope because we've been kind of critical this whole podcast um, <laughs> is I'll start with a criticism that actually ends in hope, which is cancel culture to a certain degree can look contrary to the spirit. Yeah. And by that, when you look at the fruit of the spirit, it's, it's 
love, it's joy, it's peace, it's kindness, it's uh, gentleness, it's self-control, it's forbearance, patience. Um, And so there's an element in which I think the world, I cannot expect the world to be able to deal with people that are offensive and that are problematic in a way that exhibits the fruit of the spirit when they don't have it. Mm-hmm. But the church, if the spirit is in us, we should be the preeminent ones showing forth what patience and love and gentleness and kindness looks like. Mm-hmm. And so the need, I guess, is for us to lean into the spirit when it comes to things. So don't hear us also say that we should look over wrongdoing yeah. and we should look over injustice. But it's the way we go about it mm-hmm. that should show that Jesus is real. Because at the end of the day, when Jesus prayed for unity, it was an apologetic God, may they be one so that they will believe that you sent me. So there's something to be said about the fact that if I am not walking in love towards all people, then people will doubt the coming of Jesus. And that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess (laughs) not coming of Jesus, but, you know, you get what I mean. Yeah. And I just I I got I got to leave something, you know, hopeful, hopeful because you did. But um, he resurrected, so there's always hope. No, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is let the motivating factor of you canceling someone be love, and not like you out of spot. You just want to, you know, destroy this person's rep- reputation right. or you know credibility. Like let the motivating factor be love. Love. There's so many things I got to tell you, but I'm afraid I don't <sighs> know how. It's okay, we're over time. We're over time. We're over time. We're over time. It's 35 so minutes you're canceling now. Me. Yeah. Ever since the first moment, your singing I spoke is canceled. Good. Let me get to the hook. No. Girl, you know that how no, I, do I don't want you to get to the hook. By you being in my life, things so were destined to change. Cause love. You're not a Christian. Come on, tenor. Come on. So many things. People use. I don't want to sing this worldliness. Man, you literally just said, let the motivating factor be love, and then you shamed me the whole way through. I feel like being a hypocrite. I ain't never seen hypocrisy happen so quick in my life. I feel like being a hypocrite. All right, bye. Peace.